Indeed, welcome along. It's Saturday morning. It's the 15th of July. Welcome to Sid Valley Radio and me, Gavin Stewart. And we've got such a cram show this morning. I've got two hours, 16 minutes of things to jam in to two hours. So, without further ado, today is the 15th of July. Yesterday, Bastille Day, the 14th of July. And Thursday, the 13th of July, the anniversary of Live Aid from 1985. And this band opened the proceedings at Wembley.
Yes, on the 13th of July 1985, status quo open proceedings at Wembley Stadium. A feat of broadcasting, was it not? 12 hours of music and the interviews from America, the JFK Stadium in Philadelphia and Wembley Stadium in London. Great day. I was working that day, but enough of that. We'll... uh, Talk about that maybe another day. Anyway, also appearing at Wembley were The Who, and they opened their set with this song. People try to put us to death. Just because we get around. What we all say Trying to cause a big s- s- sensation I'm just talking about my t- t- generation What we all generation they appeared at Live Aid as well, as did many many other bands as well it was a fantastic day and if you're too young to remember well, maybe you can pick up the DVD because I know they are available still possibly at a premium price but, brilliant Uh, I don't know if they actually released any CDs Uh, I think it was just the DVD they released, anyway Great day it was in 1985. Uh, moving on, though, we have an interview lined up now. It's uh, a pre-recorded because Julian couldn't come in the studio. But it's with Julian Rinaldi talking about car 
hill climb championships and everything to do with motoring and such like. So, let's start it off. Well, I'm out and about today. I'm not in the studio recording an interview because I'm with a gentleman by the name of Julian Rinaldi who has his own little business going. Well, it's not little, is it, Julian? No, uh, as you know, we have a, a petrol station with a spa convenience store, workshop, MOT station, and we also have a car and van rental business. Well, there you are. You see, that keeps you fairly busy. And Julian, because he has a hobby as well of uh, participating in hill climbing, and we'll come on to that in a second. So I've had to come out to you rather than you come to the studio because it's very difficult you fitting in time with all these other bits and pieces that you've got to look after. Yes, uh, it's much easier for you to come to me. <laughs> no, no, no travel time. So, yeah, when you offered it to me, I said, yeah, come and see me here. Yeah, brilliant. Anyway, so we're talking about hill climbing, uh, but how did you get interested? Because your dad had the garage here prior to you. So is that how you got interested in cars to start with? Or were you always, from a little tiny wee boy, always interested in cars? Well, my father... I uh, was involved in the motor industry from a very young age, so I effectively was born into it. Mm-hmm. He started his own business a year before I was born. Oh. So he had his own workshop uh, in Somerton to start with, which was a body repair shop, and that was uh, involved in repairing commercial vehicles. And that, as, as a young child, got me very excited. So yeah. was, these trucks were, were there, and he was refinishing them. That was his business. Was that in the days when they used to hand paint trucks, or was that uh, spray painting? It was it was spray painting, but hand sign writing. So mm-hmm. it was it was the very very early days of um, stickers, decals on vehicles. Yeah. So so the majority of them were hand sign written. Yeah. And that was a fascinating thing to watch. A guy, yeah. a guy doing hand sign writing. Yeah, because they yeah. they use a sort of stick to rest their hand on. And delicately, I mean, it's oh, marvellous. Yeah, incredible. This guy, he used to obviously do all the lettering for the company names, but he also did things, that, extra things they wanted, like cartoon characters on the sides of the vehicles. <laughs> Absolutely amazing yeah. to see. Yeah, yeah no. So that, Very skilled. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and that got me interested in, in vehicles. And then um, my father, he was, that was, he was in partner in that business. He sold his share. And then he bought the garage here in Musbury in 1981. And yeah, I still had that interest. Yeah. The fire was burning bright. And um, I went to college, uh, studied full-time uh, motor vehicle engineering for two years. And then came back and joined him in the business uh, in 1988. Yeah. I mean, cars are, I think, once you get involved with them. I mean, I've always had a connection with cars because when I left school... I started with Brown Brothers, and they were wholesalers, obviously, to the car trade. And it's a thing you get involved in, and you you get involved with the the types of cars and all the rest of it. Modern cars, to me, aren't anything like the old-fashioned sort, if I can say that. (laughs) Because in the old days, you had carburetors, you had to tune them individually. Mm. Nowadays, it's plug a computer in and... uh, it tells you what to do. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're showing your age a bit, talking, <laughs> talking about some of the tuning stuff. No, uh, things move on. I think I think we all have an affinity with probably an era that we were involved in, and 
so I, I understand where you're coming from, uh, mm. and, and but things just things move on and things develop, don't they? Yeah, I mean, my brother, who was also in the motor trade like me, but he had a more sort of specialist side on the truck side, and that's what fascinates him still is you know looking at and reading about old trucks that are being renovated and put back on the road because mm. nowadays again. It's, trucks are all different, totally mm. different, That's as right. in cars. And what era was he was he particularly interested in? Um, going back to the 60s. Okay. Um, mm. But, yeah, it, it was, it's just fascinating, I think. Mm. Uh, but anyway, so moving on to your car side, mm. you've got involved with British hill climbing in your cars. How did that start? Was that because you were connected to the motor trade or... Was it suddenly you saw something on the telly and you thought, oh, I can maybe do that? Well, as you probably know, our local uh, hill climb track here is at Wiscombe Park, which is uh, between Collerton and, uh, and, and Sidmouth, around the Southleigh Blackberry Camp area, really. And I spectated there for many years. Uh, at the time, I was playing football locally, uh, played for Beer Albion for many years, and that was really the focus of my attention. I then, age catches up, where you stop playing football, and then spectated football, um, went with my son to watch Yeovil Town for my sins for many, for many years, and then this competitive edge really was starting to burn through me, that I was lacking after I stopped playing football, so I was looking for something to get into, and hill climb, being it was close by, mm-hmm. it was, it was... Uh, I suppose uh, um, something that needed to be needed to be looked at yeah. in more detail. And I think when you're looking as a spectator, you always think, "Oh, that looks easy. I can, <laughs> I, I can do that." And so it had to be done. Yeah. And and that is how many years have you actually been competing now, Julian? Uh, I'm now into my fifth season. Yeah. So yeah, started in 2019. I had a, a Volkswagen Golf that I bought, which I still got, which I've turned back into a road car. But it's a classic. Uh, Mark II uh, Golf GTI, and I really wanted to just dip my toe in with something. I didn't. I did really expect to turn up and start beating people. Yeah. My my main aim initially was not to be last. Uh-huh. So so I turned up with that car. I wasn't last. Yeah. And I sort of got a feel for how I was going to move forward, and yeah, really enjoyed it. First season, just competed locally, so I competed at Wiscombe Park. And at the time, there was a track at Manor Farm at Charmouth. Oh, yes. So uh-huh. I, I competed there as well. So I think the first season, I probably did about 12 events, probably, and absolutely loved it. And then the bug does bite a little bit in this. In motorsport, it tends to be that you're at the, the competitive edge starts burning through and, and you have to um, do something about it. Yeah. So, so then I, I looked at building a new car. So I built a, a Fiat Panda. Mm-hmm. Um, competing in, in a slightly smaller engine class and yeah had two seasons in that and then decided that I wanted to win rather than just be in the middle yeah. in the middle of the pecking order uh, so look to change my car then yeah oh well let's pause now we have obviously music on the show who's sort of your favourite artists etc or what music do you listen to just when you're Sort of at home, possibly, or even in the car driving along. Well, un- unlike the Stig, I don't have I don't have the, uh, the the radio on or any tunes on when I'm competing. Uh, but um, I was brought up on 
a mix of 70s music as, as a small child and and the band that really made an impression on me was Supertramp. Oh, was it? Absolutely loved Supertramp. Uh, went to see them live at the Albert Hall a number of years ago and absolutely blew my mind. Yeah. Fantastic musicians. Quite different. It was um, not quite prog rock, but it was it was a little bit different. Uh, I love love their musical abilities and yeah, so they're they're probably if I had to say going onto a desert island, you can only take one band's music with you. It'd be Supertramp. Yeah, and have you any particular favourite track of theirs that you you like? That's a difficult one. Uh, I know because they, they've made so much. They have, and and some of it is is more obscure album tracks, but uh, I think really. Uh, Another Man's Woman from the uh, Crisis What Crisis album, probably if I had to pick one out, but the live version uh, is is my absolute favourite. Right, we'll see if we can dig that out. (laughs) We'll play that, and then we'll be back shortly. Well, we actually didn't dig it out, but we do have the logical song from Supertramp. Thank you. 
so that was Super Tramp. So let's uh, move back to Julian talking about cars and such like. And I, I could get lost for hours talking about cars because I say it's always been a favourite of mine. Um, and I used to compete when I was talking to Julian the other day. I said that I used to compete in uh, sort of car club things up in Edinburgh. In fact, sadly, the, the Lothian Car Club, who I was a member of, is not the same as the Lothian Car Club is nowadays. Um, and it, it used to be great going on a Friday night, meeting all the other drivers and, and socialising. It's brilliant. But anyway, not talking about me, we're talking about you. <laughs> because I, I could talk for, about me for hours and you'd all get bored. Uh, but anyway, so, yeah, so you, you've now got a car. Now, what size of engines in your current car then, Julian? Well, well, bizarrely, I've actually moved down to a smaller, the smallest engine I've ever had, but the car is the most powerful I've ever had. And for those of you who know a bit more about cars, you'll know that the way we get more power out of smaller engines is by turbocharging mm-hmm. or supercharging, depending on, on what the what the engine is. So I'm now, I've now built, two years ago, I built a Ford Fiesta, fitted with a uh, 998cc three-cylinder engine, which is turbocharged. Yeah. It's turbocharged by Ford from from, from the factory, but um, the good thing about turbocharging is you can actually increase the boost and increase the power output quite considerably. Mm-hmm. So that stood out to me as a car that uh, would be quite interesting to, to hill climb. Yeah. Um, I saw some other people with larger Fiestas, larger engine Fiestas, uh, and they weren't going that well. So I, that was that little thing in the back of my mind thinking, is it actually the right car or not? So I had to take a bit of a leap of faith mm-hmm. and uh, competed in the car last year and sort of found my feet and started to get some results towards the end of the season. So um, I compete in the, in the Southwest Championship now and I actually won three of the last four rounds last season. So it was a, a really good springboard yeah. into uh, this season. Mm-hmm. And then, so we, we started this season and I've had pretty unprecedented success, really. And I've won every round of the Southwest Championship to date. And to top that, when we were competing at Wiscombe Park in May, the track has been resurfaced and I actually broke the uh, record in my in my class. Mm-hmm. So I set a new record, knocked a fair bit off, in, in hill climb terms, quite a lot, about a quarter of a second off the yeah. Of the existing uh, record, uh, then went to Cornwall a few weeks ago to a little track called Tregrain, which is uh, near, very near to the um, Eden Project, and I got within sixteen hundredths of a second of the record there. So I, the, the car is going really well. I feel very at home in the car, and yeah, the results are coming. Yeah, and, and that you saying you feel at home in the car—that is one of the, the secrets, I think, of driving and a car. You've got to be like an extension of the car, or the car's an extension of you. Because if you don't feel comfortable in the car, then sort of you're lost from the start, as it were. A massive amount of it is confidence. And, and I started, I unfortunately sometimes I'm guilty of trying to run before I can walk. And at the start of last season, um, had a, I was lucky. It, it was a crash. Um, I went off in the car at Wiscombe. Uh, didn't damage it as much as probably I should have done at the speed I went off at. So I was very lucky not to damage the car. I was, I was absolutely fine. There's plenty of safety equipment in these cars. Uh, and, and, and that actually dented my confidence as well as the car. Yeah. And, and so it took me 
it took me then that sort of two or three months afterwards, every time I got in the car, to actually rebuild my confidence. And it was only towards the end of the season that I started thinking, actually, I'm getting the hang of this car now. Yeah. Very different feel because the, the, the car I'd run before was naturally aspirated, i.e. no turbo. When you hit the accelerator, the, the power delivery is, is virtually instantaneous. Yeah. The Fiesta has, has a turbo, which it takes... It, it, it probably isn't very long, but it feels a long time yeah. to come on to boost. So, so you have to be almost ahead of time with your accelerator. So you can, maybe are, are only entering a corner and you're already ex- hitting the accelerator to, to exit the corner. Yeah. Very different way of driving. And it did take me quite a long time to get, to adjust to that, that style of driving. Yeah. Oh, no, I mean, I know from, uh, having boost air turbos on my cars, uh, the difference it can make, you know, you put your foot down, and sort of within, I don't know, second or half, one and a half seconds or something like that, suddenly the car just surges away. And it, it, it does make a big difference. And I mean, my Suzuki Swift I had, that was only a litre engine, probably the same size engine as was in the Fiesta. That's right, definitely, yeah. And, uh, you know, it would be a, a real rocket if you put your foot down. And when I was looking at the car and buying the Swift, I've now got rid of it and got something else. Um, but the garage, the Suzuki garage said, don't drive the Sport because you'll probably end up killing yourself because it's so different to the normal uh, Swift because of the bigger engine, it's a 1.4, same as in the Vitara. But with the boost, uh, the turbo fitted, it's just, it, you know, it's... It's faster or faster than a Golf GTI. And, That's right. And that, and so unless you know how to drive it, you know, you've got to be very careful. But anyway, that, so, so it's, fortunately you've not had any mishaps driving, etc. No, not, not this season. And, and uh, so we've, uh, we've been very successful. I, I was, I suppose, lucky to, to retain my unbeaten record because the last event I did at Wiscombe, as I exited the last corner on my first timed run of the afternoon i uh, i snapped a drive shaft mm-hmm. but i was very close to the finish line i had enough momentum to carry me over the line oh, and, and i was, yeah, and I, was, was still, and I was still fast enough to win the class yeah um but had it had it snapped a second earlier yeah i, w- I probably wouldn't have even made the finish line let alone set a competitive time so it is it's on very fine margins what we do yeah uh, and you're reliant on the car making it to the finish line. I mean, there's an old saying in motorsport that to finish first, first you have to finish. Yeah. And that's very true. Yeah. So the car has been reliable. Uh, obviously, I build the car myself, but things happen. As you know, there's hundreds, thousands of parts on a car. <laughs> Any one of them can go wrong and, yeah. and, and bring you to a halt uh, very rapidly. So it's it, but the car has been going well, and, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a very pleasing set of results so far. Excellent, excellent. Right, let's have another little piece of music and then we'll talk about the forthcoming sort of championship for the rest of the season. So who else do you like apart from Supertramp? Uh, love a bit of Pink Floyd as well. So oh. there's some quite interesting stuff in there. I oh, mean, blimey. Uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, some, some of the stuff on that I like. Um, I think High Hope's probably my favourite track. Um, and But yeah, there's some great stuff and I mean... You know, another brick in the walls, a, a great track yeah. as well. So, now, and I never realised because I listen to Pink Floyd, but I'm not a great fan, as it were. Mm. But when I actually looked at the album, there's three parts to another brick in the wall. Mm. You've got part one, part two, which was the single yeah. it was released, right. and then part three. And I thought, 
one of these days for the show I'm going to play all three parts that goes on for about nine minutes it's a lot yeah it's a lot I mean I think it's about, I suppose that's the relationship you'd say that's the similarity between me liking Supertramp and liking Pink Floyd is the fact that these tracks are quite long yeah but you do get you get a bit of a story I yeah. think with Pink Floyd, it's, it's the whole album can be a story. Mm. Quite a lot of their albums, and so it's. I think it, without being too over the top, it can it can it, it's multi layered in effect, almost like classical music, where it, where it's it, it, you have the, the the story and the recurring themes that come back through the tracks, and you say, "Oh, I've heard this a bit this before," and that's probably the part one, part two, part three element where you're getting those the, yeah. those um, those themes coming back through the tracks. Right, we'll dig up some Pink Floyd then. And we'll play that. And discipline remains mercifully. Yes, and then neither would you, Derek, this star nonsense. No, it is it. I'm sure of it.
Pink Floyd with her Super Trump. So, back to Julian again, because uh, the, the championship, and I printed off, because I, I don't have a clue where all the events are for the championship, so I, I printed it off, and I brought it in for Julian to look at, and obviously in, at the end of this month, uh, Wiscombe is uh, the local one, as it were. So, do you participate in any of the other ones at all, or... At the moment, um, I've I've competed at Gerston Down, which is up near Salisbury. Um, I've only ever spectated at, at a couple of the others, which is Shelsley, Walsh, and Prescott. Uh, I've certainly got um, ideas about uh, that I'd like to compete at, at a few of the others. It's yeah. been quite exciting. Um, back in your neck of the woods at Dune, oh. it's a very exciting, very exciting. Well, you see, there. then when I was involved in motorsport, and this is going back to 1967, 68, 69, uh, and I gave it up after that, because they were changing all the rules, and uh, I was saying to Julian yesterday, when I I was in the the shop, that I didn't fancy getting my car converted into sort of a semi-race car type thing, but in these days... um, the Lothian Car Club is slightly different now. The, it's run as a business and it's all run from Glasgow and such like. It's not in Edinburgh at all. Though they call themselves Lothian Car Club Edinburgh uh, under the title. But uh, they used to compete, before they moved to Dune, they used to compete at another track in Fife, I think it was. But the first year of Dune was the first year that I got involved. And I, I, it's one of those things... You've got to try it and see if you like it or not. And I, I did it for a couple of seasons. Then I was marshalling. And then, I say, there was sort of ripples within the club about changing how it should be run. And I thought, well, it's not the same as it was when I started in, you know, two years ago type of thing. So in the end, I, I gave it up. And uh, But then... You know, you've still got a car, it still costs money to run and all the rest of it. But anyway, so that's the Lothian Car Club at Dune. And after I'd left the, the club, they actually bought the track. Because to start with, they only sort of 
borrowed it from the, the gentleman on the ground. But, uh, yeah, and, and in fact, my worst memory, this is talking about me now, I shouldn't be talking about this, but my worst memory was, um, I, I used to go with a chap by the name of Ronnie Graham, and he had uh, a Sunbeam Imp, I think it was, which was the sports version of the Imp with a fast back and all the rest of it. I had the Singer Shammy type of thing, which was a normal car. But one weekend, uh, one of his friends had bought a Lotus Mark II Cortina and decided, oh, I'll try that and we'll go up in that. Unfortunately, he overturned on the way to Dune. And on I was, the way? Oh yeah, my goodness. And I, I was in the back seat, so I got chucked around and we got taken to Stirling Infirmary and such like. Fortunately, nothing damaged or anything like that. But I, I, there was no ambulances available, so I was taken to the hospital in a Morris Thousand van with the police. And, oh, sit, get in the back. The dog's there. Don't worry about the dog. He'll be all right. <laughs> but, yeah, so that, that was uh, my memory. But I say it's all slightly changed. Mm. Yeah, so would you sort of participate in any of the others? Because there's... Uh, the Jersey and Guernsey, yeah. obviously, to get there, you'd have to go over on the ferry. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, that's... And that's be when, a good sailor to start with. That's right, that's when, that's when the costs start to rise, because competing on a, on a local or southwest level that I've done is, is pretty straightforward. I mean, the furthest I travel at the moment is is a two-hour journey down to St. Austell. Yeah. And and there's there's a few on the way, and, and I do probably five or six weekends a year um, where I go down to Cornwall uh, but if you're going to start going that much further afield yeah. the expense rises you also have to think about extra days off and it, it can the commitment is a lot greater so yeah. I, I'd love to have a go I must admit some of the tracks I think was, I'd love to, have, love to have a drive on that yeah. and so I think it's um, I'm looking to build it up gradually yeah. and say well I, I've had a successful season so far in the southwest and were I maybe to win a championship this year, it might be a thing where I said, Do you know what, I might try and try my luck at, at some other hills and maybe put the, put the South West, not on the back burner, but compete at selected events next season. Because the way that the point structure is set up, you can compete at, at selected events and still uh, be competitive because you're, you have dropped scores. So yeah. they, they only count a certain number of, of each of the rounds. So it's not that you have to score each round. It's not like Formula One is now where if you have a no score and your, and your, and your rival wins, they get, there's a 25 point difference. Yeah. It's not like that in, in our discipline. Probably because it is still an amateur sport, there's this thing where. Which is probably better than yeah, being professional. Yeah, of course. And having all the sort of car companies putting money into. Yes, the cars and such yes. like. And, and I mean, some people some people throw more money than others. And, yeah, and, and we've, obviously you've got the British Hill Climb calendar here, and there's some guys spending a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, to compete in that that level, mm. um, the, at the the higher echelons of, of British Hill Climb, these cars are, are specially built single seat racing cars. Yeah. And to the untrained eye, it looks like a Formula One car. Yeah. And in fact, if you took them against a Formula One car on on most of these hills the British Hill Climb cars would absolutely blow them into the weeds. Yeah. They're that fast, these cars. Yeah. Um, they're, they're very specialist, but they look amazing. They're all carbon fibre, the bodies on them now, and an absolute spectacle to watch. Yeah. And, and they are coming down to our local track. It's, it's the Southwest Round, which is at Wiscombe Park, 29th and 30th of July. I'm going to be there competing in my class, 
uh, on a local level. They sort yeah. of amalgamate the events, if you like, so that it's local and national competitors at the same event. But I'm there as much as a fan. So, yeah. so we, in our class, because I'm in A1, which is the smallest engine capacity in road going, so we're the first guys out on the track mm-hmm. on each, um, each run. And so they're putting out, we're put on the track in batches for anyone that doesn't know. So, so we have maybe 20 to 25 cars in a batch. So we're, we're sent down to the start line one at a time. We do our run. We're set off at maybe 20, 25 second intervals. We do our run and then we're sat in a top paddock. Uh, until everyone's been up and then we all get let down the hill together at a vastly reduced speed to come back down to the, yeah. to, to the pit or paddock area. So then once we've done that, we then have sometimes one and one and a half hours uh, to not kick our heels, but it's quite a social event. So, But it does give us the opportunity to watch some of the other competitors in action. Yeah. And when you're seeing these cars once a year in the southwest, the top boys... It's great to go and watch them on the hill. Yeah. And so it, it, they are a spectacle. And, and when I've finished for the, for my action for the day, so I've done, generally do three runs in the national series, one practice run followed by two timed runs. Once I've done my third run of the day, yeah. that's it. I'm, I'm finished for the day. So yeah. I can then take my race suit off. And, and put it away and say, right, I'm actually here as a fan now. Yeah. Put a different hat on and walk up to the top of the hill and watch some of these guys. And, and at Wiscombe Park, the, the fastest part of the circuit, um, just leading into the, the second corner and the final corner. And these top boys are, are doing somewhere around 140 miles an hour. Yeah. Now, bear in mind, this Which is a, sing, a single, single track road. Yeah. Um, tree lined in some cases. And yeah, they're very brave and very skilled. Yeah. And, and it and, it, and it's a, a privilege to see them in action. Yeah. Oh, you know that'd be frightening for the the non-competitive person. Yeah. E- e- even as a competitive person, I mean, yeah. I, I compete on the same stretch of tarmac, but it's it's amazing when obviously I know what my run looks like from behind from behind the behind the wheel yeah. when i go and watch them or even worse seeing on board uh-huh. of them and they're they're doing the same ground in a, in about a third less time so yeah. that it just feels like the, the film's been speeded up <laughs> when you watch them on the on board so yeah. they're amazing to watch and there's no doubt you build up experience and no, no one would jump in one of those cars and go quickly but yeah. um i think it's it's the the whole thing so many people have been like me where they they start and they think I think I'll, I think I'll be alright. I think I'll be able to do a, a run in those sort of times, yeah. and actually find that not only is it the car is maybe not up to it, it's the driver also that isn't up to it, and, yeah. and it does take uh, quite a long time to get in into a groove where you can start knocking chunks out of your time. I think initially the time is there, and you can say, yeah, I can, I can get down to within maybe three or four seconds of a of a competitive time, yeah. but knocking that last bit off is really hard. <laughs> and it takes a lot of effort. Yeah. So, with your your cars, etc., that you've had, have you ever fancied sort of going into buying an an old classic car uh, and sort of entering, you know, that as a a car to compete? But obviously not in the the time sector yeah. you're in now. But you know, I'm assuming they have a a sort of old cars type event. Well, yeah, the strange thing is that that we are only put into classes on our engine size yeah we're talking about road going cars so you you talked uh, we were talking earlier about the the lotus cortina yeah Uh, a good friend of mine actually competes in the lotus cortina mark one uh-huh um and he struggles for competitiveness against guys in a lot of newer cars yeah um but he loves it yeah Uh, and so he knows he's not going to be 
trouble in the podium, if you want to put it that way. Yeah. Um, but he loves what he does, and I think maybe I'm not quite at that point in my career yet where I'm saying I just want to be there and, 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 and take in the atmosphere and, and love driving the car. I've still got that competitive edge in me. Yeah. So, so I'm there. Yes, of course, we're all there to compete. I'm there to set a time, and, and I'm doing my best to get a win. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Anyway, I wish you the best of luck for the forthcoming weekend at uh, Winscombe. Thank you. And uh, hopefully unscathed, and your car is unscathed <laughs> as well. Hope so. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, to finish off, uh, Julian, what kind of... We've had Super Tramp, Pink Floyd. Who else would you like to listen to? Well, I thought there was probably only one way to finish this off, and, and that's with a band that uh, uh, very much fit in with what we've been talking about, and that's The Cars. Oh, yes. Um, and and my, my favourite track of theirs is uh, My Best Friend's Girl. All right, then. We'll have that. So thank you so much for taking time to talk, and uh, we'll see how well you do at the end of the month. And good yeah. luck with that. Good to talk, Gavin. Thank you. Thank you.
the cars and my best friend's girl. And sadly, the the actual recording was uh, suffering from uh, uh, lots of crackles and pops, I think, from my microphone. Apologies about the quality, but I hope it didn't uh, distract you too much from listening to Julian talking about the hill climbing. Anyway, let's have this last little break taking us up to 12 o'clock. If you would like to contact Sid Valley Radio, we'd love to hear from you. You can message the studio from our webpage. Just go to sidvalleyradio.co.uk and follow the link on the contact page or download our free iPhone or Android app available from the App Store or Google Play. You can also text the studio on 07565 825041 or you can email the studio studio at sidvalleyradio.co.uk and don't forget you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Sid Valley Radio. The southwest of England is one of the most beautiful parts of the country, and here at Devon Hampers, we bring the best flavors from Devon and Cornwall directly to your door. We're really proud of both Devon and Cornwall, and this really shows in our hampers. Nearly all of our food and drink is locally sourced from small businesses, giving you an authentic southwest experience. Our cream teas feature scones baked fresh on our farm every day. We ship all over the UK next day or on a day that suits you. We offer a huge choice of hampers from just £13.95 to £200 or bespoke hampers where you can choose the contents that suit you. It's the perfect gift to send to those not lucky enough to live here. To find out more, just call 01566 701 842 or visit our website www.devonhampers.com. Devon Hampers, bringing Devon to you. Do you need an electrician? Honiton Electrics are your reliable JIB registered electrician for all of your repair, modification, installation and testing projects for residential and commercial properties. If you're a landlord, we can help you keep up to date with your electrical inspection condition report. With state-of-the-art thermal imaging equipment, reports are emailed within five days so you and your tenants are in safe hands. No job is too small, so contact us today on 07956184050 or email hello at honitonelectrics.com or visit our website at www www.honitonelectrics.com Sid Valley Radio Blooming Marvellous Now we're going to have a quick quiz round the uh, Hot 100 from America for this day in 1985 because that's the charts we'll be looking at after 12 o'clock So, Whitney Houston at number 5 in the Hot 100 and you give good love You give good love, Whitney Houston at number four, British band Eurythmics would a lie to you.
And at number three, we have Prince along with the Revolution and Raspberry Beret. And at number two, Phil Collins, Susulio. Great seeing Phil Collins at number two and at number one, another UK band, Duran Duran, with A View to a Kill, taking us to 12... It's time to look at the UK album charts for this day, 1985. At number 20, now dances, 12-inch mixes, various artists. Number 19, Like a Virgin, uh, Madonna. Uh, who else have we got? Number 18, Out Now, another Now album, various artists. 17, Born to Run, Bruce Springsteen. 16, The Secret of Association, Paul Young. 15, No Jacket Required, Phil Collins. And 14, Cupid and Psyche, 85. Skitty Politty, I think it is. I can't remember now, it's so long ago. Number 13, Suddenly, Billy Ocean. 12, The River, Bruce Springsteen. 11, Boys and Girls, Brian Ferry. 10, Fly on the Wall, ACDC. 9, Sting, The Dream of the Blue Turtles. 
Number eight, misplaced childhood. Number seven. Oh, that was Marillion, sorry. Number seven, Billy Joel and Greatest Hits Volume 1 and 2. Number six is Voices from the Holy Land, the, Brit- the BBC Welsh Chorus. Number five, we're hearing now a track from Be Yourself Tonight, the Eurythmics, and this is It's Alright. Eurythmics, it's alright from the album Be Yourself Tonight at number 5 So not only are they in the Hot 100 at number 4 With Would I Lie to You Which I think is also on that album If I'm not mistaken Anyway, number 4, songs from the big chair Tears for Fears And the track is called Everybody Wants to Rule the World For fears and songs from the big chair, and they swap places because they're at number four. And last week's number four is up at three Dire Straits, Brothers in Arms, and The Walk of Life.
Dire Straits, The Walk of Life from Brothers in Arms. And at number two, this is surprising me, Alan Jones, all through the night. Here he is. Alan Jones at number two in the UK album charts this day 1985 with a title track All Through the Night and at number one Bruce Springsteen staying where exactly he was the week before with the album Born in the USA and I'm on Fire. Edgy and dull and cut a six-inch belly through the middle of my skull. 
At night I wake up with the sheets soaking wet And a freight train running through the middle of my head And you cool my desire Oh, I'm on fire Oh, I'm on fire Bruce Springsteen, I'm on fire from the hour from the album Born in the USA. Let's have a break and then we'll be back with the singles for 1985, This Day in the Charts. Our Brenner & Co. Certified Chartered Accountants. Are you self-employed and need help with your tax return or need help with setting up a new company? Our Brenner & Co. Certified Chartered Accountants are helping you make sense of the business world. For help and advice, Call R. Branner & Co. Certified Chartered Accountants on 014-04-515-525. For two hours of the very best of blues, soul and everything that comes in between, join me, Ian McHugh, here on Sid Valley Radio for Blues is the Truth, Thursday evenings from 10 until midnight. More golden music. golden music. More of the time. Classic hits from Sid Valley Radio. And at number 12 in the UK single charts this day, 1985, we have Jackie Graham. And then, uh, well, yeah, climbed up from number 27. Can we play or look at the, the 12 to 1 spot? And then do the countdown for the top 20. But climbing up from 27 to 12, Jackie Graham. Round and around.
Jackie Graham, round and around at number 12, up from number 27. And next at number 11, we have the Conway Brothers. This doesn't ring a bell, but it's up from number 18 with Turn It Up. Conway Brothers, and that was called Turn Up. And that was a a rise of 18 up to number 11. And number 10, sadly dropping down the charts, Marty Webb dropping from 6 to 10. And this is Ben. Ben. 
Wild, Marty Webb, oh what a full part. Yeah, Marty Webb and her version of Ben, Michael Jackson's song of course. And that is uh, this week's number 10, dropping down from 6. And it only got as high as number 5. Here's Fine Young Cannibals at number 9, dropping down from number 8, Johnny Come Home. It's my 
Fine Young Cannibals and Johnny Come Home. And one place above Fine Young Cannibals, at number 8, it's Opus. Up from number 15, Live is Life.
If you would like to contact Sid Valley Radio, we'd love to hear from you. You can message the studio from our webpage. Just go to sidvalleyradio.co.uk and follow the link on the contact page or download our free iPhone or Android app available from the App Store or Google Play. You can also text the studio on 07565 825041 or you can email the studio studio at sidvalleyradio.co.uk and don't forget you can find us on facebook and twitter at sid valley radio do you want to save on your energy and fuel bills right choice windows are now in east devon with over 20 years experience from a family-run five-star business We supply and fit A-rated windows and doors with a 10-year guarantee on all our PVC products and installations. Find us on Facebook or Google with Right Choice Windows Devon and check out our reviews. Call 07-866-304050 for a no-obligation quotation from our friendly team. That's 07-866-304050. Right Choice Windows Devon. There for you. And climb me up from number 7 to number 6, Denise LaSalle and my tutu.
Denise LaSalle and my tutu. And that is climbing up the charts from number six, uh, sorry, number seven to number six. And dropping down from number three to number five, we have Madonna and Crazy for You. Madonna, dropping down from number three to number five, and crazy for you, as uh, only reached number two, 
I would have thought that would have got up to number one. Anyway, here's Cole and the gang staying where they were from the week before with Cherish. Let's take a walk together near the ocean shore Hand in hand, you and I Let's cherish every moment we have been given For time is passing by I often pray before I lay down By your side If you receive your calling before I awake, could I make it through?
Listening to this, then it's proof that radio advertising works. A full advertising package on Sid Valley Radio costs less than £50 a month. So if you want to know how to get your business on the radio, then email April. The email address is studio at sidvalleyradio.co.uk. That's studio at sidvalleyradio.co.uk. For great alternative music, tune in to the Definitive Alternative Show with Tim Stevens every Wednesday. The latest hits and the greatest oldies, Sid Valley Radio. Yes, so at number three, climbing up from number ten, the Eurythmics. Well, they're doing well, aren't they? Number four in the Billboard Hot 100 this week. They're uh, in the album charts as well at number five, climbing up. And at number three in the UK singles charts this week, up from number ten, there must be an angel.
Eurythmics at number three, and there must be an angel playing with my heart. At number two, Harold Faltermeyer and Axel F.
Harold Faltermere, I think you pronounced his name, and that was Axel Way. However, it's time for this. At number 20, suddenly from Billy Ocean. Number 19, She Sells Sanctuary from Cult. Number 18, Living on Video, Trans X. And uh, Transvision X, was that their full title? I can't remember now. Number 17, oh, Gary's nodding. Uh, History by Maya Tay. And 16, In Too Deep, Dead or Alive. Number 15, In Your Car from Cool Notes. And at 14, Tears for Fears, Head Over Heels. 13, Money's Too Tight to Mention, Simply Red. 12, Round and Around with Jackie Graham. Number 11, Turn Up from the Conway Brothers. At number 10, we've got Marty Webb dropping down with Ben. Number 9, Johnny Comes Home, Fine Young Cannibals. Number 8, Life, sorry, Live is Life. Say it right. 7, I'm on Fire, or Born in the USA, Bruce Springsteen. Number 6, My Toot Toot by Denise LaSalle. Number 5, Crazy for You, Madonna. 4, Cherish from Cool and the Gang. 3, There Must Be an Angel, The Eurythmics. Number 2, Axel F. And at number 1, Frankie from Sister Sledge. Gary will be here after the news at 1. Bye for now. I'll see you tomorrow at 11. I looked up, I saw a 